Hello and welcome to Talking Wow, the podcast where, believe it or not, we talk about World of Warcraft. My name is Tom and today we are going to be talking about rediscovering Wow, a journey back to Azeroth. And to do that, I have two very, very special people with me today. One of those special people is our guest and our guest is Rick Pixel, who is a content creator and a streamer and probably does a lot more other really, really cool things as well. No, that's it. That's just my, that's Oh, my that's life. it. Okay. Just that's good. Things, I'm yeah. glad my notes were right for that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Rick. It is so great to have you on Talking Wow. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am excited to talk about lots of WoW things. I haven't had a chance to talk about WoW stuff for a while, so this is actually kind of quite exciting for me. And of course, it's that other person that's here sometimes. It is my co-host, Marty. Hey, Marty. I'm still here. Still here, Marty. <laughs> you make it sound like that's an achievement. Like, I'm still going. I'm still here. I'm still allowed to be on this uh, this podcast. Yeah, we've had a few, uh, you know, dicey moments. But oh, okay. okay, we're, keep, okay. we're keeping them around. You know, like that old chair you have in your living room. You're like, I just yeah, can't yeah, yeah, get yeah. rid of it. Yeah. I can't. You know, I've got to keep it around. It doesn't fit in the car. I just can't get it to the dump. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, today we are talking about rediscovering World of Warcraft because many people, many players, even myself at some point have stopped playing World of Warcraft, especially in the last few years. We've had the widespread harassment and discrimination from Blizzard in 2020. And also when it comes to things in the game, the most recent expansion that we have before Dragonflight Shadowlands also received a lot of criticism and saw probably uh, I'm don't think I'm exaggerating when I say an exodus of players leaving the game to find pastures new so in this episode we're going to just be talking a little bit more about that and Rick we'll start with you you have been playing I know because I watch you you twitch stream from time to time I know you're a big fan of the MMOs you are Mm -hmm. You've got your fingers in many MMO pies, much like myself. I, I like I like a good MMO, and I know that you have some history playing World of Warcraft. But in recent times, have you found yourself away from World of Warcraft and in other places? I have indeed. Yeah, I think um, kind of what you mentioned already are the two things that were my biggest reasons for stepping away from from WoW. Um, there were some other reasons, like the people who I was playing with had moved on to other things as well. So like the the, the group that I had, I was never really in a guild necessarily. Um, I've never found myself in like a concrete guild when I've been playing well, but I've always had like a core group of friends. Um, and some of them kind of drifted and moved off to different um, different games and stuff. So that, that element wasn't there. But the t- yeah, the two main things for me was um, I played... Uh, I started playing in Wrath of the Lich King, end of Wrath of the Lich King, I should say, um, like the last maybe patch of Wrath of the Lich King is when I started playing. Um, and that was mainly because I was finally at uni and I had my own money and I didn't have my parents telling me that I wasn't allowed to play World of Warcraft. Um, because <laughs> that's Freedom! Why I, yeah, literally, that's why I didn't start playing it when it came out, essentially. So yeah, that's, what, that's when I started. And I um, played solidly through all the patches, through everything, really, really enjoyed it. I think I had a, a kind of a better glance of like modern I say modern it's ancient well now technically but modern day at the time because I 
came at the end of Wrath of the Lich King. Started like Cataclysm was my first expansion. That was my first idea of expansion. So all the things sorry changed. about that. Yeah. I know. So, well, this sorry. is the thing. This is the thing. Everything that everyone, all the things that people were like, oh my god, this is terrible. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing because it was my <laughs> first kind of you know um, exposure to what an expansion was in MMO. Um, but yeah, I played through all of that heavily, heavily, heavily. Battle for Azeroth was probably a little bit shaky. There was some stuff in there that I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if this is uh, if this is going the right direction. Um, mainly because I'm a massive Sylvanas stan and I really don't like what they did with her character. Mm. Um, so there was there was that. And then when Battle, uh, sorry, when Shadowlands uh, came out, I played for the story, but the the end game loop was just not it for me. It just it didn't hold me the more I would rather crap in my hands and clap than ever have to kind of do anything <laughs> in the more, if I'm being completely honest. I um, mean, I can see that. I, yeah. I can understand that 100%. Uh, yeah. I, I was not we sure don't where. Want no I was more. Not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was not sure where it was going, but when, when yeah, the finish, the landing was perfect. Um, yeah. I, I agree. I would probably do the same. Literally, I just went as well, because like, that was what they presented to you, right? As the end game for Shadowlands. They were like, this is the end game. Hmm. This is what you're going to be doing. If you want to do stuff, you have to progress in this area. And I, I just, I, re I remember vividly just going, no, like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's. Hmm just not going to happen um which is a shame because torghast was potentially like it had a, a lot of potential but it wasn't enough to keep me interested so that's when i kind of stepped away properly that's the first time i've been like you know what this is this is it i cancelled my sub i was like i'm not i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna play this anymore very soon after that all of the allegations about the sexual assault and everything that was happening under blizzard's uh, umbrella came out and that kind of helped me just be like, you know what, yeah, I made the right choice. This isn't what I want to do at the moment. Not until I've seen kind of some significant improvement. Am I going to bother coming back? So yeah, that's that's kind of why I stepped away. And then Dragonflight came along. <laughs> um, and in that time, I had seen improvement. Uh, uh, you know, I, I say that it's very easy to say on the outside that, you know, buying to a PR message that some yeah, things have improved. Exactly. But I actually do have a bunch of friends that work at Blizzard and I reached out to them kind of on the side and just asked i was like internally are things changing do you feel personally that there is the the workspace is better that they're doing better and i'm not going to name names obviously but from all the people that i spoke to which was a nice handful of people they all came back and said that yes that there had been improvements they felt that you know blizzard was doing better and they had nothing to lie to me about some of these people i've been friends with for years i know they wouldn't you know send me down the river for for nothing so i kind of felt comfortable being like you know what okay you know i'm interested in dragonflight i feel like there's been improvement both publicly and both behind the doors so yeah you know what i'm i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a chance and so yeah i kind of came back with dragonflight yeah and i'm in a, a similar position with returning for dragonflight as well and before me and marty did this podcast many years ago we had an all blizzard podcast so we were covering like everything to do with blizzard and mm -hmm. it got to a point there where there was a lot of bad stuff happening internally at blizzard and you know with lots of layoffs and then moving on to that and eventually with these harassment and discrimination as well and mm -hmm. it got to the point for me where i had to step away from the content creation and then because of that stepping away from the game as well and obviously the feelings i ha was having was like nothing compared to like what people were actually going through Absolutely. at the company 
but I felt like I had to distance myself from that because World of Warcraft is something that I've been really close to since it came out and it's something I've been feeling very passionate about and when all this happened I just felt I don't recognize this game anymore I don't recognize you know the messaging or just what's going on there and this this isn't stuff that was new like it had been happening for the you know for all the years that I've been playing Warcraft and you were horrified by it like you were genuinely like this is awful like this is a game like I poured my heart into and I love and behind the scenes this is what's happening like it's absolutely sickening I think a lot of people out there content creators gamers they just they just had enough and they're just like look I gotta walk away from this like I can't I can't give my heart to this game anymore even though there's so many moving parts to a you know a company that that are making video games there's good people working at Blizzard people that are passionate about what they're doing there and it's it's easy to blanket that under one thing that 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 is one entity or that is one person doing all the wrong things it's not and there is a, a situation there where you're not justifying your actions or anything like that because like we know how companies work and it's not there's not like one person you can blame for things just going off a little tangent it's for me i have the the discussion with people about blizzard and harry potter and for me I can look at the the whole Harry Potter thing and I'm like, well, that comes back to one person. Whereas the Blizzard stuff, there's a lot of stuff happening there. And that maybe that is a poor comparison. But for me, I think like there isn't a, a Mr. Blizzard out there or a Mrs. Blizzard out there where it's like, well, this person created all this, these problems. No, there's just it's deep rooted in it and it needs to be cleaned up. And, you know, it is it is quite reassuring that, you know, some people at Blizzard and they, they are actually following through on their word because... Yep they could just do the PR thing where they're saying, yeah, we're working on it, but that culture is still rife there. And that that would, that would definitely make me feel uncomfortable. Like I am up there, I'm seeing the messaging that they are coming through with and we're seeing changes from the outside, but we obviously don't know what's going on on the inside. And you are trusting somewhat there and maybe that's not a good thing to do with with a big company like that and capitalism and all that shite. But when it is something that you felt passionate about as well, there's still some good in there that you can you can rediscover. And, you know, there's communities out there. There's people that play the game. It, it, like I'm saying, it's just so many different things, isn't it, that, yeah. that make up everything to do yep. with Blizzard and their games? No, I, can, I absolutely agree. I think one of the big points that I like to make is that I think in a, in a capitalistic society, we sometimes can only vote with our wallets right that's the only thing we can do because it's it's the one way that people listen and it's the one way that people actually start taking note and i do believe that like i I don't want to we're skirting on the edges of cancel culture which i don't necessarily want to get into because i think that's a whole crock of shite but in general like if you do not believe in what something in some someone is doing or a company is doing then you should you know rescind your support if that's monetary if that's vocal or is that social whatever it is you should rescind your support and make it known of the reason you're doing which is i think as you say is what a lot of people did which is good however i do think on the flip side of that it's similarly as important to re-establish your support when those people try and make the right moves and they're trying to do the right thing and 
I've had this conversation with some people and some people agree, some people think I'm just a blizzard simp and that's fine <laughs> if people want to think that. But the reason I say that is because people need to see, and I mean this in a wider kind of societal context, people need to understand that when you do the right thing, people will start supporting you again. Because if people just leave and never come back and that's it, it's the end and they've decided just to cut you off, they are fully intended, that's fully their right to do that. But if the, the message that sends is, even if they start doing the right thing, there's nothing to gain from it. So why are they gonna do the right thing? Um, in my head, anyway, that's, that's how I look at it. So I, I like to think that, as I said, I spoke to these people, I saw the changes that were making. And honestly, in Dragonflight, the expansion itself, there is so much representation, there is so much inclusivity and diversity that I have never seen in World of Warcraft ever over my entire lifetime of playing it, let alone one expansion. And honestly, also not really seen in other MMOs either, that I was highly impressed, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I was like, you know what, this, I think this is worth me supporting again. So yeah, I think I think that it's a relatively important, important part of the conversation is kind of like, you know what, yeah, sure, take away your support, you know, show how you're feeling, vote with your wallet, do all those things. But also don't forget that, you know, we need to also show support again when things are going in the right direction. I think, you know, the video game industry as a whole, there is so much there that needs changed and we are seeing change starting to happen. We, we are by no means there when it comes to like where we want to be in the video game industry. Absolutely. But we are starting to see like the whole thing with Blizzard sent a, a seismic event through the industry that look, this is happening and it's not just happening at Blizzard, like it's happening everywhere and mm -hmm. so much needs to change. And it's, you know, there's the harassment and there's the discrimination and there's the how employees are being treated. And we're seeing, in, you know, especially in America now with the unionization of a lot of companies as well, that like this change, it's not going to happen overnight and it is going to be a, a long term thing. But we obviously all want to advocate for a better video game industry, a more inclusive industry where people are able to go through that and they're able to you know get into positions where they they're able to start influencing the games that we are playing as well because that makes better stories that makes yeah. new experiences that that we need and that makes better games like you mentioned with Dragonflight and it is something that I noticed coming back into the game it's it's something I'll probably get into deeper on another episode as well is that that inclusion and diversity for me it felt natural in mm -hmm. in dragonflight that I, I and it's easy for me to say as a you know as a white guy s sitting here like oh yeah it, it felt really natural to me like I, it doesn't feel like it's being forced or anything like that and i was just playing warcraft and I, i'm seeing the character that's deaf and has an interpreter and i'm like that's such an interesting aspect that. to a character yeah i was like wow like i've never seen like a deaf character in a video game and, and they have an interpreter and having that representation and having characters like this it makes the world more believable because guess what that is the world that we live in we are all different and we do all have different outlooks and we are we are all different people and hey azeroth is a world as well so of course we're not all going to be the same i, I couldn't agree more the the, the... Yeah, the, the, I, I'd forgotten about the, that character, actually. I was thinking of different examples until you mentioned it because it was so 
the way they'd integrated it into the game was so amazing and i kind of didn't realize what was happening at first there was a moment of yeah oh, wait a second the, this the, the quest window wasn't quite or the, the quest text wasn't quite the same as what i'm used to because i've i'm hit with those quest windows literally every second in world of warcraft so i was like wait suddenly there's something different about this and then when i realized it i was like oh that's awesome and then it didn't change the way that i might you know didn't change my questing progress in dragonfly at all throughout that entire zone it didn't have an effect on it it was just super smooth and i walked away from it yeah kind of going that was so subtle and natural and that's what i was seeing in other places there are queer relationships all over the place in dragonflight that yeah. are just not really there's not a spotlight on them or anything it's just two no. people um kind of just living their life and if you happen to do that quest because some of them are side quests you will if you read sometimes between the lines you'll notice and sometimes you could probably you know if you're not necessarily looking for that kind of thing um you may not even realize but it's it's just the the bits that they've just dropped in here and there are just so kind of yeah as you say natural and it flows so 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 nicely that it's it's good it's good especially i was ranting about this on a stream match the other day about how i'm really annoyed that in fantasy in general that you create this brand new world that is free of everything in the real world um and then you still decide to have racism and misogyny and homophobia in them but there's no reason to have them in your fantasy world because the reasons that they exist in our world literally aren't there in the world that you <laughs> created they don't exist but you've decided to put them anyway so when we see that there are these fantasy worlds and these fantasy games novels narratives whatever out there that are kind of just going you know what this is not a thing in our world and we're able to just kind of remove all of those elements it's it's really nice to see just thinking off the top of my head as well that there's also a few nods to mental health and things like that as well with with certain side quests so and i feel like from my perspective in, in dragonfly and it, it's just something i and i know there's been characters in the past as well but it feels like dragonfly has taken a lot more care with that and i hope going forward we do see you know see more of this because i think it is important that that everyone has somebody that they can relate to absolutely so let's talk to to marty for a second because <laughs> me and rick are talking about you know we we walked away from world of warcraft and marty marty didn't as far as i'm aware marty kept on uh, being the lone subscriber or <laughs> of world it, of warcraft it was so nice during having, shadowlands it was nice having you know the whole place for myself you know the all the, my parents are out it's just me home alone it was amazing and um no actually i think i might actually shock you a little bit that i actually did walk away from world of warcraft for, for a little bit where i delved into two other games um but i did end up going back to world of warcraft because I have still a lot of friends playing. It's just that game, that world that keeps uh, sucking me back in every time. Yeah. And how did you find it? Because you, I know, and we've we've talked about it before about you know what Shadowlands was like. Because I'm living Shadowlands through the voices of other people. I'm like, was it really that bad? <laughs> how did you find it during Shadowlands? Because like you say, you're you're part of a guild, and you you've got I know close friends as well did you find that there was a bit of a drop-off and did like did you find yourself at times being like wait where like where is everyone 
I mean, I think all the new systems that are in place, like facing and, and sharding and stuff like that, I don't really feel like you ever feel like you're alone in the world. I feel like you're always seeing someone there. They might just not be from your server. Um, so no, I actually don't think you could see it in that way. But I mean, obviously you, you could see it on, you know, your guild that, you know, more and more people started dropping dropping off the, the, the surface of Azeroth and things like that. And a lot of the recruitments needed to be, you know, brought in if you wanted to keep doing doing things so i think it's more like that that people that you were used to being online weren't online anymore and with the introduction of dragonflight so this is where i've come back into the game and it was only actually on the day dragonflight released that suddenly i had this feeling in me and i haven't felt it for years i i i'd quit warcraft i was done with it i i had no intention of coming back there was just no burning desire to play the game again. I thought, that's it, you know, two and a half years. I, I, I don't have that urge to come back, and I've took breaks in the past. And then <laughs> Dragonflight, that, that expansion hype. Suddenly, I'm sitting watching a, a Taliesin and Evertel video just before the expansion <laughs> launched. The video's only like 15, 20 minutes long, and afterwards, something's burning inside of me. And maybe that's credit to uh, Taliesin and Evertel. <laughs> and suddenly, I'm like, oh geez like i i want to come back like i want to come back it, it feels like these new systems in the game and the systems that aren't there anymore that it feels like a fresh page mm -hmm. did you feel like that rick i did i did feel like that the, the thing so i am a self-admitted uh like wiki whore i am someone who will go to a wiki of a certain a certain uh, i don't know fan base whatever and spend hours and you know there'll be like three hours later my tab system on my browser is like unfathomable you can't see what the tabs are because there's so many of them because i'm just like jumping into as many rabbit holes as i can um that's kind of the part of World of Warcraft that I like. I like learning about the characters, about the places, about the, the people, the story. And whilst there was that in Shadowlands, they took us to a place that we'd never heard of before. They introduced us to characters that had no meaning to us um, and hadn't been built on or anything like that. So I, I think a lot of it, a lot of me stepping away from it, wasn't just like, you know, as I said, like the more was horrific, which it was, but there was also just i was there was nothing emotionally keeping me there i was like i don't know where i am i don't know these people i don't know these places i don't know i don't care about the arbiter i don't care about all these things you know that i literally you've never spoken to me about before and that's it, part of that is you know a, a personal thing and i'm completely aware of that but that that's what draws me like having that expansion about something that has been like you know just there in the background for ages and just like you know being being considered like legion for example was the, incredible because mm -hmm. it was like burning crusade was something that has been there obviously there was the burning crusade expansion but it had been there ever since then just chipping away in the background and then when the legion came along it was like everything came together and it was like this big story about things that you'd known about and you'd been hearing about and it was great and Dragonflight felt like that again for me mm -hmm. like the dragons we know at the end of Cataclysm they lost their powers they kind of took a backseat but they have still always been there. The Dragonflights have always been there doing something. And it always felt like something was building up when they brought in Rathian. It was like, okay, Rathian is clearly here for a reason. And it's clearly big dragon story. 
and interestingly enough I you know he, I, I think he has taken actually a little bit of a backseat in this expansion I don't think he's been <laughs> as front of the front of the pack as I thought he was going to be but still you know I, th I think we'll see that, that kind of stuff I think we'll I, see absolutely soon. yeah in 10.1 especially mm. from what I've seen I think he'll, yeah. he'll take a bit more of a front seat yeah but like that that's what got me back right I saw those things I saw people talking about it I saw those like the the trailers and stuff like that and I was like oh this is the world of Warcraft I remember yes. this is the stuff that I feel so like attached to and I was looking at the characters that were being you know name dropped and even stuff like about Ysira being like potentially coming back I was like oh god I gotta know exactly what's going on there holy <laughs> crap um it was all that kind of stuff that and that's what brought me back and that was what that yeah. was what hooked me and I was like you know what I, I've, I've got to come back and figure out what's going on here and I I have to 100% agree with that because I think when World of Warcraft is at their weakest it's when they're not doing stuff like in you know with Shadowlands I, I, I feel like I would love to see some evil some baddies also being built up over multiple expansions and not just yep. be like oh we have a new patch or we have a new baddie you know uh, that's why Arthur's was such a you know the, the Lich King was such an amazing end boss for for an expansion because we knew Arthur's not just from from this expansion we knew him from if you played if you've been into the law if you played uh, Warcraft three stuff like that so you know the if the when they're building things up over a long time that stuff works amazing absolutely absolutely it is an interesting point actually that you you mentioned about Shadowlands and just how a lot of that was a new idea and I. I don't think we're not saying don't try new ideas because I've only played a very little bit of the leveling in Shadowlands, mainly the opening, and I'm coming from a perspective of not playing it when it's current. And I think there's like really deep meaning in some of the, the messaging that they're trying to portray with that, but I think it just gets a bit lost very quickly. And I think you mentioned like Legion, for example, and you're now mentioning, you know, Dragonflight with that almost fan service. And it makes it sound like it's, you know, a bit of a throwaway, but we do need a bit of fan service. We do need those characters yeah. that we've grown up with and we've seen them evolved. And we do like to find out where their story's going next. And I think they did try to do a bit of fan servicing in Shadowlands, but because probably like you say, Rick, it's in this whole new environment. And the, the meaning of that is just literally on its head mm. and you've got these characters that had died and now they're here but it's just like i think that is something that it's quite complicated and maybe they didn't handle that quite as well as yeah. as they could have but and that's because it is just such a big thing that you, you almost don't have that limit on because you are creating this new thing yeah, I, th I think it's it's like at the end of Legion, for example, like we've been playing through Legion, we've been on the Burning Shores, places that we'd never been before, but we knew uh, because they were part of, you know, genuine Warcraft lore uh, for histories and for, for decades. So we knew these places. It was great to see them. But at the end of Legion, like, let's be honest, they just blew that ship wide open, right? We were in space. We were on planets we'd never heard of before. <laughs> we, we were finding out that gods literally came from the core of the planets and Azeroth was one of them. It's like Marvel Phase 5, literally, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like, it was batshit, genuinely. But mm. we were okay with it. Uh, not okay with it. Like, we were enjoying it because they'd set it up in a familiar space. Yes. And we had Dalaran and we had all these things that we were familiar with and we were like, okay, cool, you've given us our safety blanket. <laughs> now feel free to, like, blow us away. Mm. In Shadow lands literally after two quests you were in this place you'd never heard of before and there was no story about it there was like the i can't remember what they're called those really odd the the race of 
weird ethereal like ribbony people i can't remember what mm. they're called uh, um, no, I, think that, I think that's what they're called yeah yeah that's that's the official name yeah um but you know there was all these things that i was just like you there's no there's nothing for me to hook onto here there's nothing for me to kind of familiarize myself with in the game and it literally like both metaphorically and literally took me away from everything that i was comfortable about so yeah we need that that anchor yeah isn't it? yeah yeah and i think there was one moment of potential like saving for it in that every every area you went to there was a possibility that you were going to run into a character that you knew because they were they had died and you were in you know basically the, the place where they should be because they died and they clearly did that with a couple characters you did see a few characters but and i can understand why they didn't want to just tell everyone like you know just bring everyone back you know kind of avengers endgame style just be like here's literally everyone that you've ever played with in the history of world of warcraft i i get why they didn't want to do that but at the same time i was like i'm not seeing anyone like it would be nice to see like some familiar faces yeah i definitely think that there was a few missed opportunities uh, yeah. in that and and as you said what i wanted to say as well but you, you said it way better than I, I i could but yeah all the places that we've traveled through in in different expansions at least in the beginning when the expansion opens up it's, it's places that we heard about in in lore in Warcraft 3 you know just around we've heard these yeah. mentions where shadowlands completely new place yeah it makes makes really good sense to me that, that obviously that's the one that's going to be reject rejected in quotation marks so. yeah it did it didn't take much for me to be like i i'm good i'll walk away from this yeah. um but as i say dragonfly got it right dragon isles we've been wanting that since day one right literally day one of world yes. of warcraft we've been wanting the dragon isles and i'm kind of glad they waited because what they've delivered as far as i'm concerned is generally it's incredible it's it's like everything is amazing everything is like a um just, i don't want to say spectacle necessarily because that makes it sound negative almost but you know it, it, it feels good to look at everything they've created and i don't think they would have been able to do it justice if they had done it earlier on so I, i'm glad that it, it is now um and i think it's i mean, i don't know the numbers i don't know the sub count etc of of world of warcraft but at the same time i do like i would like to think that it's it's what was needed in the time um given how everyone was kind of reacting to things I mean, obviously, I don't know the numbers either, but I could, def could definitely see that there was a lot in the beginning, at least in the beginning of the expansion, there was a lot of people online uh, from yeah. my my guild that I was, um, by the way, I'm fairly new in this guild. So there was a lot of people that came back that I didn't even knew were in the guild before <laughs> me, you know, so um, it, I think it definitely did bring a lot of people back and, and some of them have stayed because they're enjoying their time. I just want to go on record being like, I feel like they're doing Tyrande Dirty as well. That's all I want to say. That's that's my other little law point that's on my brain at the moment. They fucked over Sylvanas, and I feel like they're on the way to doing the same to Surrender, and I don't like it. That's it. That's the only point I have to make. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's the closing <laughs> statement there. So, if, if anything, Rick's going to keep playing World of Warcraft just to oversee that and to see if yeah. if the prediction comes true. But yeah, that was just a little taster, really, of why we've come back to World of Warcraft, and I think we could talk for many hours about mm -hmm. why and why not we would play this game but what about you out there have you returned to world of warcraft from a break or are you still on a break but somehow you're watching a podcast about world of warcraft why not let us know in the places that you do that and we just want to thank rick for joining us on this episode today what an absolute pleasure as always it is to have a guest on the show but rick thank you so much for your insight it was really valuable and we appreciate your perspective on this oh thank you for having me genuinely as i said i uh dragonfly is 
I know it's been out for a while, but I've I've been in and out of it and kind of experiencing it at my own pace. So it's been nice to chat to people about it and uh, get my uh, get my kind of as you say finger back into the world wow pie, <laughs> which I still don't feel comfortable with as a metaphor, but I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> We've been talking wow, and thank you very much for listening. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in, champion. Did you enjoy this episode of Talking Wow? If so, why not drop a review on your podcast catcher of choice or leave us a comment? You can find Talking Wow on Twitter or YouTube over at Talking Wow. Hope to see you again soon!